Welcome back to New Rockstars. As the MCU continues to add projects to its pipeline, we cannot help but get excited about some of the new heroes we could be seeing soon in the MCU. And what's that on the horizon? Could it be the most powerful hero of all? The strongest hero in Marvel history? My dream? The Frog Man? Probably not, but you know, a man can dream. I shouldn't leap to conclusions. <laughs> This is Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles that we love. My name is MT, and Growing Rogue with me today is the number one supporter for bringing the McLuhans to the MCU. It's Jessica Clemens. What's going on, girl? Bring them in. I want to know more about the Ten Rings. I want Ten Rings, not Ariana Grande Seven Rings. Not to get me confused with Ariana Grande Seven <laughs> Rings. I want the Ten Rings. We need a little three more rings. Uh, we need three more. 10. Yeah, plus three, uh, please. And someone who was just waiting for Squirrel Girl to show up already. It's Whitney Van Lanningham. What's going on, Whitney? Squirrel Girl. And uh, I would just like to add that the lovely and talented Angelica Trey just tweeted her own audition tape for Squirrel Girl, and I would like to endorse Trey for the official Squirrel Girl. She's my casting. That's who I've cast. That's who I've cast. Yes, that would be amazing. Like, you know what? If Kevin Feige's watching, uh, hit up Angelica. Hey, Kevin, hit up Angelica. She's cool. She's cool. She's cool. And she's just cool in general, so yeah. just hit her up in general. She's a nice lady. Nice lady. And finally, the man who is ready for Mojo to take over the MCU broadcast is Tom Michelson. What's going on, Tom? How's it, fam? Yeah, I'm just a spider chair away from already watching all the TV in the world like Mojo. So I am so ready for Mojo to be, uh, be here in the next one. And Kevin Feige, if you're watching, which I know you do, Angelica can be a squirrel girl and I'll be Mojo. Just call me up. I'll drop what I'm doing. I'll be ready to. I forgot that Mojo hasn't been. Ha Mojo has. I keep thinking and Loki for some reason they've talked about it, but Mojo hasn't shown up mm. yet. Right? Yeah, he has Not yet, but like. Given like the weird direction the MCU is going, I feel like we're going to get a Mojo very soon, especially oh, after WandaVision. Like Mojo definitely watched WandaVision with oh. us. Like definitely. Oh, yeah. He didn't miss oh, that. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but as I teased at the top, Marvel is continuing to add new projects to its pipeline. And while there is still no nudes on Frogman, but the heck, like, come on, I need my Frogman in my life. We did get an exciting news item on a new character this week, which leads us to our first topic today. Is the MCU about to go supernova? Because as Deadline reported this week that Marvel Studios is currently developing a project based around the character Nova, who everyone has been waiting for for years, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out in 2014. Headed up by Moonlight writer Sabir Pirzada, it is being reported that this Nova project will likely be a limited series for Disney+. Plus. So... How would you guys like to see Nova introduced in the MCU? And with the off-screen destruction of Xandar that occurred in Infinity War, what is possibly even left of the Nova Corps? What do you guys think? Okay, well, I'll tell you one thing right now about how I want him to be introduced. Okay. I want everyone to say hello to Dick Ryder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I say that all the time. I really want them to make that joke. I want it to be either Peter Quill. It's going to be hilarious. Can I maybe pitch a rule that if anyone calls him by his Christian name this episode, they get a minus <laughs> point? I don't want to hear Richard. I only want to hear the name Dick Ryder come out of your mouths. Nova's fine. But no, that man is a is a sweet, sweet Dick Ryder. You were about to say that man is a dick, but you meant that as a compliment. I heard it. You were about I did. to say that. I heard it. I did. I, I meant that as like a really big compliment. <laughs> but no, how would you guys like to see actual Richard Ryder Nova? Oh, minus point. 
Minus one point. See? I told you. I told you. No, but how would you guys like to see Nova introducing the MCU? I think Go for it. it would be interesting to see. Well, I know that they talked about in the news how Dick Ryder was supposed to be in Infinity War. <laughs> so it, I think <clears throat> I think they they cut that out because there'd be too many people in that freaking movie, which is true. So I do think we do need to go back to the fact that Thanos did destroy that planet that was mentioned in Infinity right. War and see that as the intro to the um the mini right. limited series. I think we need to, he needs to just be introduced in his own series because the world mine is a, such a big thing and so cool that they should discuss, like, just do, like, if it's an hour-long episode, 30 minutes of, like, setup of, like, how important these people are, the different levels to the Nova Corps there are, and then get into, like, oh, here comes Thanos destroying everything, and here's the one last man on the planet. And uh, to side to what Whitney said... I think that joke of Dick Ryder will be made a ton of times when he somehow yes. meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. To. When Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. when Lame, when yes. he meets up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, he's going to be like, I I used to go by Richard Ryder. And then Rock is going to be like, Dick Ryder? Like immediately. <laughs> What's going to happen is that, uh, you know, he, he's going to show up and be like, Guardians, did you get my message? He's like, you mean your dick message? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll do a callback to that joke from... From Xandar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. Like, going to that destruction of Xandar that we did not see in Infinity War, which is a huge bummer, but, like, I understand for the sake of time why they didn't put that in there. But, like, we we have to see that in a Nova series. Is Than- uh, there is no stone on Xandar, correct? There is nothing there. Thanos just... The power stone. Oh, the power stone was on Xandar? And th- that's... that's no, yeah, okay, that, that's I'm how, an yeah. idiot. Yeah, I'm that's an why idiot. I was it. like... I, that was so long ago that I was like... What was there? Why was he destroying that planet again? The power stone. <laughs> After Guardians, yeah, the the Nova Corps got the possession of the stone. Yeah, yeah. Thank right. you, thank yeah. you. No, yes, I totally, you. I totally thank agree you. with Jess. Though I think this show has to open like the opening minutes. We're in the middle of the war. Thanos is like decimating Xandar. But the one thing I would like to really see is um, Glenn Close as Nova Prime going one on one against Xandar. Yes. Maybe we can pan up from Rubble Ooh. and see her you know, going toe-to-toe, almost kind of like how Captain Marvel was against Thanos, and and then her then being defeated. Um, and then I also want to see a cameo from John C. Riley as uh, Roman Day, who was also, uh, you know, Nova, Nova Prime. Maybe he could, I don't know, maybe he, I don't know if, I don't know if the power is going to transfer or what, but, you know, that, that could be a way to, to, to bring in um, <clears throat> uh, Peen Ryder, I mean, Dick Ryder, uh, into the into the MCU. Uh, <laughs> um, Peen Rider is his cousin. The other thing I'm really hoping they do is because the Nova the Nova Corps is like Marvel's answer to the Green Lantern Corps, and, and you know, and the Green Lanterns, you know, like the, they they come to Earth, and then you give Hal Jordan the ring, and then now there's a bunch of other Earthling Lanterns. I think it'd be cool if maybe they switched it up and made uh, made this Richard Rider like uh, made him from Xandar, like maybe he's a teen on Xandar because we have humanoid type aliens that live there like Glenn Close's Nova Prime so that could be one way they switch it up right. and make it different and maybe he could like last son of Krypton style be the only survivor or something like that and then he could mm. be he could be Nova that way and then later in the show they could say other people survived and then have the Nova core but yeah I'm really hoping we start with the battle on Xandar and bring Josh Brolin back have him beat Thanos in that moment kicking ass and then have Glenn Close come back have her have a dope action scene and then yeah have John C. Riley come back and have it uh, have it um, introduce everybody that way. I really do like this idea of us. I 
like seeing this huge battle occur in uh, that was, we were supposed to be in see it infinity war but also i really want to see like just xandar before it gets destroyed like the light yeah. on xandar we only got like a little scene of that in guardians yeah and like at the end of guardians one we see john c Riley's character have this family with the um i believe they're called the chimelians the the pink um skinned no, 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 they're just pink skin Cree. But, like, Xandar is just this huge planet of, like, so many different races that was just wiped out by Thanos. So, like, I just want to see what Xandarian culture looked like before it was destroyed. And, like, the, this series would be the perfect answer for that. I really did like Tom's idea of having Richard Ryder just be originally from Minus Xandar. One. Because there are a few... <laughs> ah, sorry! Dick Ryder! My bad! Um, <laughs> Dick Ryder being originally from Xandar because there are humanoid... Um, people on xandar um but it would be really cool if like his mom was human and his dad was Xandarian, or like vice versa just for like him to be like half and half i think it'd be fun for a limited series they're going i agree with you mt it's like with a limited series they're gonna have to we know it's sad to see a family die but seeing it in like two to three episodes is different than seeing it just immediate you'd be like oh i don't have that much attachment but seeing like having the attachment to xandar would actually make you feel horrible about what just happened but i think so they have to really sharpen that tone in the script and then they also have to make it like so aggressive how important the world mind is and how it chose richard Ryder. Mm. so i think it's like if it's a limited series it has to be oh damn it dick (laughs) Ryder! dick (laughs) Ryder! you said the magic word okay so but <laughs> I, sorry the, and he, people need to know how important the world mine is for choosing dick Ryder. uh <laughs> such an insult but a compliment at the same time why is the world mine choosing a dick rider for why oh my god choosing dick rider? i think and that's the thing that they could change from the comics is like maybe there was more than dick left you know Maybe there was another yeah. person mm. there and the world mind was like, I'm going to choose you. And it's like, why choose me? That sounds like the uh, plot of Why the Last Man. There's, there's, there shouldn't yeah. be more than Dick left. Uh, it's the f- Oh, that's a spoiler for those that didn't read the comics. Sorry. Bleep it. Just keep it in, but bleep it out. These are all great ideas. But Whitney, what, what do you got, Whitney? Okay, so I'm going to uh, go a little rogue in my direction. Okay, this is rogue theory. You gotta. That's the job. So I think that one of two things might happen if they decide to introduce Dick Ryder to us as a teenager. It would be really cool if, because a a really big plot in his like comic storyline, right, is that he never got to finish high school. He really regrets not finishing high school. And then by the time he comes back to Earth, he's like too old to be, like all of his friends have already graduated and moved on. So what if... Teen Dick Ryder is in the same GED class as unknown Peter Parker. Oh, that that's would be perfect. wild and very much like the cartoon series. Like, isn't um, Spider Man's on a team with Nova in the Ultimate Spider Man cartoon series? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. Um, yeah. So that would be fitting. Yeah, I would that, just a love lot that. Of the kids would be like, "Oh yeah, it's just like the cartoons." I would personally be into that. But then my other thought is that if they introduced him as an adult dick writer that um they could do it in a way where he's mentoring the next nova sam alexander and could be a thing where in the same way that like 
and Ant-Man Hank Pym was like ushering in the new Ant-Man and passing down the torch, we could see something where he's already like the Nova Prime in the aftermath of whatever, the Xandar Thanos debacle, uh, that horrible thing, uh, in the aftermath of anything, really. But yeah, I think it would be really cool to see him like training a younger Nova as a mentor. Yes. I think that'd be yes, really cause... sick. Yes, because in the comics, of course, Sam Alexander is like the young Nova that, you know, is on the champions team alongside Miles Morales, um, you know, Miss Marvel, um, young girl vision, like all of them. Um, and he's just a really great character. And I would I, I really wanted the MCU to go in that direction of like go introducing with Sam Alexander, but having Richard Ryder be this like, you know, sort of just like Dick Rizzo, Ryder. Like, I used to be a I mean, ah, damn it. Having a adult Dick Ryder just being like, ah, I used to be a Nova. And it sucked. <laughs> My planet got exploded. Sucked. I didn't finish high school and I'm mad about it. I just want Dick Ryder to follow his dreams at the end of the day. I want him to do what he exactly. needs for Dick. Whatever's good for Dick is good, good for me. <laughs> Whatever you got to do for Dick, you got to do it. Are we still talking about the show? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Dick. <laughs> Okay, just make it We're sure. talking about Sorry. this, baby. Oh. <laughs> it was. It was. The original Big Rider. <laughs> Brandon's watching this like, Jessica, I told you to put that down. And I'm like. <laughs> so no, please explain to people what that is, because people probably have no idea what you're waving around. It's a 90s, early 2000s toy that you can put your finger in. Or any other phallic objects you go and then you can shimmy it the 11th finger the 11th the finger yes <laughs> and it's very slippery and it might fall into your drink and all over your keyboard right before shooting like mine uh but i was gonna say i was originally gonna say in the comics i remember there was a part where oh uh, he's he's wandering dick Rider's wandering now with drax and drax is like dude why do you suck so hard and Dick Ryder's like, because I have this freaking world mine in my helmet telling me what to do all the time. And then I have you oh badgering God, yes. me. And he gives him the helmet and he's like, oh, I see your problems now. So I think that's a good, if we went with Whitney's idea, a great thing of him being like, that battle of having this second thing in your head constantly nagging you about what's right and what's wrong and how it's very brilliant. It's a million years old with every human being or every Xandarian like, in its brain just being like i've had enough and like throwing it down for a second like making him as human as possible is is yeah, possible cool. i really do love that idea too because like we're seeing that progressively more in marvel movies because we saw like like you know that whole someone talking to your head in venom it seems like we're getting that in the upcoming moon Knight. so like yeah Ooh, i really yeah. want that element of the world mind directly talking to um either richard or sam alexander i, re I really love that moment in the comics as well um, I believe it's in the Annihilation series when um is, is that when it happened with uh when Richard was talking to Drax? yeah I think so let me look it I can look it up just to double check I read this ages ago when Dick was talking to Drax minus one <laughs> <laughs> you have me typing in Dick Ryder on my Google just to just a fact check and I know it's gonna be bad Winnie is the official Dick police for the next thirty minutes. I am. I'm looking for Dick Riders on Google.com. Yeah, put a private browser if you're going to look that up. I believe that, like, the whole event of the Nova Corps and the Nova Force um, being destroyed in the comics was the Annihilation, if I'm not mistaken. Either that or the, the Phalanx um, Annihilation Conquest that came afterwards. Um, but, yeah, it's, I really, 
would it would be dope for a Nova to be introduced with the Annihilation Wave because that is the the biggest Marvel event that actually triggered the birth of our current version of the Guardians of the Galaxy um, from that first Annihilation event um, in like 20, 2008, 2009? I don't know. It was a long yeah, time ago. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have Peter Quill and, and, and Rocket Raccoon on the same team. Um, but yeah, but like just before I move on, what do you guys think is left of the Nova Corps right now? I, I think everyone's dead. I really hope that John C. Riley and his family survived, though. I, I think that's the important person that has to die. Out of everyone else, Glenn Coase is also very important to die. But I feel like going back and seeing that origin story and seeing some John C. Riley, but then after like everything happens, Richard wake <laughs> Dick Ryder wakes up. And he sees like a dead John C. Riley under rubbish, rubble, rubbish, rubbish, whatever. So I, I, there has to be some. There can't be everyone's gone, but I think the ones that we've seen are definitely dead. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that I think that they, you know, whether it's in the first ep, you know, the raise the stakes, kind of like Heimdall getting uh, getting stabbed by Thanos in the beginning of Infinity War. If we if you if you introduce or show characters we've already been introduced to. And then having them bite the dust, uh, that would really raise the stakes, I think, for the rest of the show. Uh, but that would suck because I would want to see them in it more, you know, but uh, yeah. I, I know. I was going to say, it could be John C. Riley's villain origin story. His entire family <gasps> dies. And now he's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what if he's the villain and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I should have been, I should have got the world mine. I should have been Dick Ryder. I am the Dick Ryder now. I really <laughs> want to see John C. Riley as a Marvel villain. That would be hilarious. That would be so funny. He would be a good villain. He would be a good villain. Him and David Tennant. Him and David Tennant can play villains really well. So I think those two could easily be a villain. But no, these were all fantastic <laughs> theories, of course. I'm going to give three million rogue points to Tom, four Ooh. million to Jess, but five billion to Whitney for her amazing hey. idea of just having, you know, Sam Alexander and just Richard, I mean, Dick oh, Ryder team up and, um, you know, just have Richard just be like a mentor of sorts. It'd be um, cool. But I yes, think it'd be fun. It'd be really dope. It'd be really fun. Yeah. But before we continue, because up next, we are going to talk about how many of our exes we'll see in Multiverse of Madness. Wink, wink. X no. meaning X, not your actual X. No, why did you terrify? Why did you scare oh. me like that? Oh my god! They're coming to the movie theater. They're sitting next to you. No. But no. Up next, we are going to talk about how many of our X's we are going to see in Multiverse of Madness. But first, when you shop at NewRockstarsMerch.com, you're directly supporting the channel and all the shows that we make here, including Rogue Theory. And we're super appreciative of that support, like a lot. It means so much to us. So keep an eye out this week for the new Moonlight-inspired latest Obsession shirt. The Hawkeye latest Obsession shirt was a huge hit, and we're expecting the same for this one. So grab one quick before they sell out at NewRockstarsMerch.com. And if you're anything like me, you're probably better at eating fancy food than you are at making it. And Sunbasket delivers the joy of eating with bold flavors, organic produce, and sustainable seafood and meats. Their award-winning chefs are constantly innovating with new recipes and global tastes to keep it interesting each week with dozens of options. Stop suffering through sad lunches. Sunbasket has exciting new grain, burrito, and noodle bowls for every day of the week. Try the Acciotto Citrus Pork, Black Rice Bibimbap, or Sichuan Glass Noodles. All of those will taste a lot better than my pronunciation, I promise, because I, I really I can't, I don't know what Bibimbap is or Acciotto. 
Just heat, eat, and love in minutes. And you can put dinner on autopilot with easy-to-prep meal kits that impress for date night or win over picky eaters in your family. So whether you eat vegetarian, paleo, gluten-free, or low-carb, high-protein, some basket has something to check every box. Set up weekly delivery and skip a week when you need to. It's simple, easy, and you'll love it. And right now, some basket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. So just go to sunbasket.com slash rogue and enter promo code rogue at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash rogue and enter rogue at checkout. And we thank Sunbasket for sponsoring this video. Now, we are all excited to see Patrick Stewart return as Professor X in the upcoming Multiverse of Madness. But is that the only version of the Omega Level Mutant that we are going to see? Which leads us to our second topic for today. Will we actually see a young Professor X in Multiverse of Madness? Because James McAvoy said he would not be appearing in the Doctor Strange sequel during an Instagram Live broadcast this week. And given that his version of Professor Charles Xavier is the same character as Patrick Stewart, it would make sense that they wouldn't both appear in the film in sort of a No Way Home type scenario. But is James McAvoy actually telling the truth? Could both Xavier's appear in this movie? What do you guys think? They always lie like that. Uh, uh, I can't forget, I can't remember the actor's name, but that plays Kang the Conqueror. He was like, what? No way. Shows the hell up. Andrew Garfield, <laughs> worst at hiding it, shows up. Like they always say that shit. They have to these days because I feel like we're just like. Oh, well, no, they have to. Yeah, they can't just outwardly be like, yes, I will be in it. Uh, oh, what do you ask? <laughs> but that would be the plot twist. Just reverse psychology us and be like, I actually am going to be in it. And then don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> that I, would be I, great. It's like I pranked you. I feel like, no, he shouldn't be in it. We have one. Uh, but if they did want him to appear, they can, when they have the Illuminati meeting, He's there, right? Older Professor X. And then uh, Patrick, mm. pa I'll say Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, Professor X will be there. And then if they are jumping through different universes and different like timelines, they could see a younger one briefly, like how they did in um, the other X-Men where they see like uh, Wolverine and Wolverine's like, Fuck off. And they just like go back to yeah. their like normal <laughs> shit. They're like, okay, my bad. They could easily right. do like a scene like that with James McAvoy. And I feel like James McAvoy would show up to like, play along but also yeah. i could see them like that's the thing I, I i prefer i would prefer that i would love that i would love to see those two show up in there because you can throw you can throw anything at the wall in this and so why not you have the money disney just do it but i could see the writers being like this is too much this is too much <laughs> <laughs> there's already enough of this movie Jesus this is my marge impression from the simpsons <laughs> that's too much homie <laughs> homie this is too much homie no more! <laughs> oh my god, that's actually like a really good march. Yeah, I'm, into it. Good. I'm into it. That, those are all valid ideas. Because like, you know, we don't technically need him to appear, even though James McAvoy made it a pro amazing Professor X in his movies. Um, we don't necessarily need him because we do have this, uh, the OG in the film already. So like, it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen, but it could still happen. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I think, I think it should. And here's the hell why. Mm. Because we got a beautiful, beautiful glimpse of all of the X-Men, Days of Future Past. There were so many bell bottoms. There were so many bell sleeve shirts, <laughs> floral patterns, vests with the little leather fringe on it, sunglasses. You know the drill. So <laughs> I want them to travel to that multiverse of the X-Men so that we only get cool retro 60s James McAvoy. 
That's who I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You're at the panel and you see, you see Patrick Stewart in like a hover chair. And then you see this other dude with long hair, just leaning back, but it walking around and you're like, who the hell is this guy? And he's like, I'm Xavier too. But I also took a serum, so I can't use my mind power. But I'm here, dude, and I'm walking around. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I just want a uh, the the whole cast of Days of Future Past just to be in a that seventy so situation where they're all in the basement and they're just smoking <laughs> and they go from person to person. Yeah, the cameras just panic from Xavier to Magneto. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! You just made my new dream. That every cast member and had him go on once. It's still just be like a thirty minute or one hour scene because you got to go through each character that's ever been in these movies. Yeah, I really do like the idea of like going to some point in the past that we've seen um, in you know Days of Future Past, especially that being like the best, my favorite X Men movie in, in my opinion, um, and just like plucking out James McAvoy and being like, "Oh yeah, you're doing this adventure." N- no, you're not. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> and, like, it, it really does make sense for them to do something like that, considering that, like, what if, like, the, this Professor X that we see in the trailer, what if he dies? And the Illuminati yeah. doesn't have this super powerful cerebro-using man. So they're just like, all right, he was old anyway, so, like, let's go to the younger version. Like, he'll last yeah. for a longer time. What you got, Tom? Um, Yeah, I think they could easily do it, uh, because, as we've established in the Fox X-Men movies, anybody has multiverses, it's them because there's so many continuity errors and inconsistencies and like double characters, like double saber tooths and double phoenixes even. So uh, I think they could easily, uh, they could easily have them both be on there. Kind of like what Whitney was saying, but just from different timelines. Um, Cause, cause in in the movies, they've already established in days of future past. When you change something, it creates a new timeline. So who's to say that, the McAvoy Xavier's from a different kind of path and timeline versus the Patrick Stewart one. Um, they could easily, they could easily do that. And I think that maybe just for fun, they could even um, have him show up there. Uh, thanks to some like other mutants that have connections to other dimensions, like um, uh, Nightcrawler can teleport and he goes through this uh, like brimstone kind of dimension. And um, there's cloak from cloak and dagger. Uh, there's right. uh, yes, Blink yes. is more of like teleporting, but uh, she could maybe do it. magic. Colossus' sister can uh, travel through dimensions, so maybe someone can bring them to and fro as needed. Uh, so maybe like how Kitty's powers were augmented to send your mind through time in Days of Future, Days of Future Past. Maybe there's uh, one of the other OG uh, mutants who can now uh, come and uh, come and go from the multiverse for these meetings. You know, as Xavier needs. No, like I, I really like that idea because in the comics we do have the Exiles team, and like they are this huge multiverse x-men team that they just travel across the multiverse and do lots of fun shenanigans so i would love if the exiles were introduced in this movie in that way because it'd be just dope just to just to have them like i don't know interact with the timeline and just mess things up i just thought of something about based off what whitney said is like maybe that uh or maybe or was he, i don't know if it was umt what saying that the xavier died and this is just another one that they brought in like the patrick sewer one they could maybe mm. even start explaining some of the x-men plot holes so when xavier gets exploded by feet by Jean Grey Phoenix in Last Stand. Maybe he didn't get exploded. Maybe he got sent here, sent to this, to this like Illuminati tribunal. Cause then they never explain it ever again. All of a sudden he rolls up again in that one uh, scene at the end of, what was it? The Wolverine. And he's back in a wheelchair and it's like, wait, but mm-hmm. if you were trying to imply at the end of X-Men three, that he was getting a new body, why would he still need a wheelchair? It was just, just a hot mess. So maybe we could, they could, use the multiverse of madness to explain some of these plot holes and 
it explained where Xavier went. Yeah, I really do like that idea. And I, like, I really do think that Kevin Feige will probably want to prioritize something like this because like we for for the years, like the whole X-Men timeline has been so confusing. Whack. And like there's so many like logic holes and like just so many different things that like I feel like Kevin Feige, because of his early work on the X-Men series and earlier on in his career, he'd want to like fill in those gaps either through Multiverse of Madness or via Loki, a Loki season two, where like we have Loki go through the X-Men timeline. And just be like, all right, this is why things are broken. It's because Loki uh, was just messing things up. And that's how they can introduce Mojo. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And then Mojo exactly. comes in. <laughs> no, um, I really do like that idea a lot. Um, it's really fun. You guys are so smart. Because I am so lucky to be talking to all three of you guys. Uh, I love you guys. Same, same. I love um, you guys. So Y'all are the best and the smartest <laughs> and the sweetest and the cutest. You guys are the real dick riders. You guys are the real dick riders. Come find me on the corner of Sunset. <laughs> Sunset and Fern, where I'm standing on the corner with a bunch of these in a trench coat. I'll give it. I'll do it. First come, first serve, <laughs> and I'll stay oh till we're all done. All right. Oh my god. All right. Everyone gets five million points because Yay. I love all of you, and you guys are all Team smart. Dick Riders. But that leads us to. Oh my god. But this leads us to our rogue question. Are you guys ready for the rogue question? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that there was a scrapped Tim Burton Superman film from the '90s called? Superman Lives, that would have seen Nicolas Cage as the Man of Steel. Do you guys know that? Because yes. I really want to see that. I don't. I know that he's a huge fan because he named his son after Superman. He's a huge fan. And then I don't know if you guys have seen the, uh, the like, the set photos from his, oh, like, like, the, the costume, costume that he was going to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the co yeah, yeah. costume test, not set photos. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Uh, he did, what, didn't he play Superman? Like, the voice of Superman something recently? Was it the Lego Batman movie or something? No. Yeah, and the Teen Titans movie. Yeah, I was like, wasn't he in the, right, Teen the Teen Titans movie? movie? Teen Titans Go to the Movies, yeah. The Teen Titans Go is such a hilariously written show. People Teen Titans Go is my it. favorite, and it's so freaking It's a good. separate thing. It's a it's separate thing. It's a anyway. separate thing, people. It it's a separate Seriously, thing, and you can love both of them. It. You can love both of them. God. Yes. But anyways, when asked in GQ this week why it still couldn't be made today, Nicolas Cage said there's still a chance. So, now that there's still a chance, pitch me your roguish Superman story starring Nicolas Cage as Superman. Well, the, uh, you so know the, what the, I, you I know remember oh, the most. Okay, oh, okay. sorry. Go ahead, Jess. Go ahead, Jess. No, but if you steal my idea, Tom, I'm going to be so upset. I guarantee you I'm not going to steal your idea. I'm going to be so upset. Okay, go, go, go. Me? Okay, okay. Just because this is so dumb. Um, <laughs> I, I remember speaking of the uh, costume tests uh, that Whitney was talking about, I remember him having his really long hair, and I can't help but remember his character from Con Air. And I was like, what if you did a Superman uh, a Superman movie, but it was just a remake <laughs> of Con Air, but it was him as Clark Kent. He's like, don't touch the bunny. And, and him now fighting, like, uh, criminals <laughs> on a plane and uh, psychos and sickos and with all the Michael Bay shots. You can bring er have everybody come back, but just change change his name to Clark Kent and have him be doing all the same things. And he could be like, Superman, you're being court-martialed because you accidentally killed somebody, you know, with your heat vision, which is how come he ended up on the plane with all of these <laughs> people. You know, maybe he accidentally, as Clark Kent, like, broke, broke the guy's wrist or killed the guy or whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, they need to, I think they could do a con air, but a super, like a, like a Cal air, 
Was that of Cal Air? Oh, Cal Air. That is amazing. I saw what you did there. It seems like you already got the pilot written, my dude. Like we already got this going. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I got. I want to go start writing this before I forget. Hang on, I'll be back. I told you, I was like, no way, this is your idea, Jess. This is too <laughs> not stupid. me typing this out to my manager as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> and send mine uh, slightly. Eh, just as uh, grungy. So I think that uh, today's Nicolas Cage plays a really good grungy. If you saw Pig, like, I want that dark of what Nicolas mm. Cage is doing now. So it, I want, like, 2006 Watchmen dark. I want the Superman mm-hmm. to have the past as your man already has. Because we also know that Superman had just, like, a mishap of, like, is he bad or is he good? Like, which one is he? And I want this version of Superman to have accidentally killed, like, either a bunch of people and at the end of the day, they're like, well, he's Superman. Maybe we can just stop him from being a superhero. Fast forward. And this is old man Superman. That's like an alcoholic that doesn't do anything. Everyone in the town knows who he is and hates him because they're like, oh, that's Superman. The guy that killed a bunch of people. I want it dark and gritty. And then he has to fit like he. someone comes to him and is like, you need to save the day again. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> like, Ooh. they won't let me. The law doesn't want me. So we're getting like anti-law. Like we're getting Batman, the Batman. But we're getting old man Nicolas Cage as Superman that has already been ostracized by the town. That That's what I want. I want a sad Superman story. <laughs> this Superman is just like, is like, imagine like Jessica Jones is, is, a, is drinking yeah. a lot, having like, sex like in Hancock. bars. Like, oh, Han- it, it is Hancock. Hancock. It yeah. is Hancock. It is, an, it is <laughs> Nicolas Cage's Hancock. 100%. Thank you, MT. You could be in the suit being like drinking at the bar like Christopher Reeves in Superman 4, like drunk Superman. Just sitting at the bar, it's like, we need your help, soups. It's like a busy, yeah, you know? <laughs> Nicholas Cage sucking him back. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that type of story for Nicholas Cage. Because like like you said, with Pig, like he can play these type of like really like re- dark characters. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, seeing a Superman who just like has to slowly regain his hope for humanity and his love for humanity. It would be really fun. And I think Nicholas Cage would knock that out of the park. It's a really fun idea. I like that, Jess. You're smart. You're smart. Well, uh, but... Bring us home, Whitney. What you got? Okay, so hear me out. This is a weird one, but uh, have you guys ever seen the horror comedy Willy's Wonderland? Of course, Nicolas I've seen Cage? it. I've <laughs> okay. seen it twelve times. I want a Willy's Wonderland Superman. That is, and Jess, I don't need to say more to you. You know what I mean. <laughs> He's just quiet. <laughs> he just drunk and like. Comes into Chuck E. Cheese and beats the shit out of the thing. <laughs> as long as he has his beer, he's fine. Hey, you know what? I don't know much about this movie, but this sounds a lot like the Superman villain Toy Man. Um, so Toy oh, Man, Toy Man. definitely right. Toy Man. Yes. work out in that yes. situation. Into it. <laughs> well, I love all of these answers, but I'm going to have to give the rogue points. I'm going to give 10 million rogue points to Jessica Clemens for her amazing pitch. Or an old man Hancock? Superman, because that would be freaking dope. <laughs> I really love, I love seeing old man versions of superhero characters. So give me that all day long. So I'm going to just say Jess is the winner for this one, because she just got 10 million bajillion, actually, points. And she has she's the winner for having the uh, the prebubescent boy's yeah. dream. Don't you know? say that! Now I don't want to play with it. Now I don't want it anymore. <laughs> But that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guests, Tom Michelson, Whitney Van Lanningham, and Jessica Clemens for joining me this episode. Support our channel by checking out all of our awesome merch over at newrockstarsmerch.com. 
And if you got some rogue theories of your own, you can share them over on our Discord if you are over 18. So just click the link in the New Rockstars Discord server to, in the description below and to join the conversation. You can follow me at Messertainment on Twitter to see me tweet some weird shit. Follow New Rockstars wherever we are on social media and be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love you so, so, so much. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.